ambition is to have fossil-free alternatives for everything we make by 2040. I'm Yoni Fushman. I'm Prab Banga. And welcome to the Road to Net Zero podcast. Acon Sustainability Podcast. So Prab, we are a construction company. What are we doing here? Construction accounts for about 40% of worldwide emissions. So, you know, it was really important for us to start thinking about sustainability, focusing on sustainability as an industry. So um, Acon really took a leadership role in this space. And we, we started by in- starting to look at how we integrate sustainability into our operations. So podcast, what are we hoping to accomplish? to really get the word out there about how, as an industry, we're moving forward um, together in terms of integrating sustainability into the construction industry and where we fit in the overall energy transition. Um, So really looking at electrification, alternatives, alternative construction equipment, um, and really this podcast will help to get that message out there. We want to interview interesting people in this space and uh, help them get their message out there and how their industries and their organizations are contributing to sustainable construction. So that leads us to our first guest, Dr. Ray Gallant, VP Product Management and Productivity at Volvo in just a moment. And maybe before you introduce Ray, you can just talk a little bit about our trials with Volvo Electrical Equipment over the last couple of years and how it's gone and and, why we're doing it and where we see this going. Acon ourselves, we set a net zero target um, by 2050, and in in support of that target, we're really looking at uh, alternatives for our own construction equipment, for yellow iron, and to support that goal, we've been looking at electric construction equipment, and Volvo is definitely the leader in this space, and so we partnered with, with Volvo to do a bunch of different trials with their electric construction equipment line, so we trialed their mini excavator and their mini wheel loader, and both trials went amazing, so Today, we've invited um, Ray here to talk more about their electric construction equipment as well as their focus on the energy transition. This is our first episode, as as our listeners will know, and welcome listeners. We're kind of parachuting right into the middle of a very frothy sustainability industry that's that's accelerated kind of exponentially over the last few years. Every week, it seems like there's something new. You know, in the U.S., there's landmark legislation that's that's about to to go through. In Canada, the uh, the carbon trading system is still very much a hot topic. Clean fuel standards. There's just so much changing all the time. What I always tell people is like when whenever they're like, what can we do when, when it comes to sustainability? And I think whether you're an individual or an organization, it really comes down to the everyday actions that you can take. So whether that's actions in your everyday life um, or as an organization, it's really what how you define sustainability and what you can do in your own realm is what really matters. Because I mean, regulation changing every day and to talk about regulation would be really blah. So it's really about, you know, what can we do as a company and what an individual can do? Yeah. And I think those, those kind of more uh, regulatory technical issues, I think they're really well covered in some really excellent podcasts that are already in the market. So what we really wanted to focus on is construction. And, And when you and I walk a construction site, you can see how far we have yet to go. There's uh, there's big pieces of yellow iron. We're going to talk about some of that today. And there's there's a gradual transition for emissions reductions in that kind of equipment. There's generators that you hear that are diesel powered. You know, construction in in some ways is not that different than it was decades ago. 
so that's really what we've been focusing on at Acon is how do we how do we operationalize sustainability? How do we translate the goals that we've set to reduce emissions by 2030 by 30% and 2050 net zero? What do we have to actually do in the field? And so that's a lot of what we wanted to talk about is, is you know, less legislation and regulations, but more what's actually happening in the field. What technology is coming around the corner? How viable do we think it is? Talk to people who are in the field. Talk to people who are you know, the, the material manufacturers, the equipment manufacturers, and just get a sense of, of what they think is, is going to happen in construction. We recently partnered with Volvo to do trials um, and trial electric construction equipment in our operations. So we trialed the L25 compact electric wheel loader, as well as the ECR25 compact electric excavator. Both these trials were very successful, and you can read more about them in our 2021 sustainability report. To discuss more about the product line in Volvo's energy transition and, and talk about some of this electric construction equipment, we have our first guest for our podcast, which is Dr. Ray Gallant. He's the vice president of product management and productivity with Volvo. Welcome to our sustainability podcast, Ray. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So we'll start off by just getting a little bit of background about you and, and what led you to your current position at Volvo. I've uh, been in the industry, in the construction equipment industry for about 30 years now. Uh, forest engineer by trade out of the University of New Brunswick in Canada. Um, and basically three science degrees. So I'm science-oriented, mathematics-oriented, and then I, my doctorate in business administration. My roles at Volvo and throughout my career have been in product development, product planning, uh, sales and marketing um, coming up through. So this is a natural next step for me, um, as well as being part of my job and roles and responsibilities to take care of new products and new technologies this uh, being a different technology altogether was a natural next step for me to to take on that challenge. And it's very enjoyable to be working in something that's revolutionizing and changing the industry and all uh, industries around us. So, Ray, before we talk about some of the specific uh, pieces of equipment, can you tell us about Volvo's energy transition strategy more generally? Volvo's energy transition strategy is really built around the principles of sustainability. So Volvo... For a long time, one of our core values has been in environmental care. So that's nothing new to Volvo. It's been in our DNA for for decades now. So this is a natural extension of that. So building on that goal to be sustainable and to, to take care of all the pillars of sustainability, being the social aspects, the environmental aspects, and the economic aspects, um, it was kind of a natural uh, transition to build our strategy around that. We're very focused on all the different technologies and solutions that we need to be looking at going forward. So we're uh, not putting all our eggs in one basket or one technical solution because quite simply construction equipment has such a variety of power and applications and duties to perform that one technology will not be the answer for everything, will not replace diesel in all our applications. So we're looking at, as well as battery electric, we're looking at hydrogen fuel machines, hydrogen fuel cells, uh, alternate fuels, and a variety of different energy management techniques to make the machine more sustainable, much more environmentally friendly, and eventually get to a net zero 
um, position by 2020 by 2050. Uh, that's our ultimate goal to to try to get as close to that as we possibly can. But as I said, it's going to be a mix of a number of different technologies, not just one method or one approach. And that, in a nutshell, is our strategy. We're partnering with a lot of different companies to develop these new technologies, recognizing that, of course, we can't have the core competency in all these technologies at once. We need to partner with good partners to take this forward and good customers to do the the research and development that we need to do on these products. As you've alluded to, Volvo seems to be very ahead when it comes to your your energy transition and your sustainability strategy, and definitely several years ahead of your competitors in terms of zero emissions construction equipment. So what was the impetus for that? This has long been in our DNA, so we've always been interested in moving this forward as as quickly as possible and as quickly as reasonable and, and viable. Uh, coming forward. We're in a position now where, as you said, we we seem to be the leader in a lot of these technologies, which is fine, but I'm also, you know, looking forward to everybody else catching up and continuing to push this forward. So this is not a, you know, being in a leadership position is nice, but the the goal is to move the entire industry forward. And, you know, if we can lead that journey that's great, but we have to keep pushing it forward and getting to the next steps as quickly as possible. Just following up on that, Ray, do, do you attribute any of the leadership position you've developed to Volvo being a Northern European-based uh, company where you know Europe is, is far ahead of North America in terms of regulatory standards, and then you know the Northern European countries, I think culturally and, and legislatively, are, are even farther ahead. Do you, has that been a part of, of what's kind of driven the, the push? I, I think being a, a Swedish company, a Scandinavian company, we certainly um, are more aware of it earlier in Europe. Uh, but what we're finding is that other regions of the world are catching up very, very quickly in terms of awareness and the drive to to move this forward. So our, our customers are now coming to us in all regions, North America, China, uh, all regions around the world and, and pushing us forward on this. So again, as I said, you know, in the leadership part of this, um, you know, the goal is to move everybody forward, not just stake out a leadership position and try to defend it. The goal is to bring everybody forward with us. And I think that's the way we, we all get ahead. The other thing that, um, you know, I can mention is that, you know, part of the, the drive forward in this is a combination of technologies maturing uh, at a pace that allowed these things to happen and these things to go forward. So it's, you know, it's a lucky uh, confluence of technologies maturing at the same time that we can take this forward and and really explore like you know hydrogen fuel cells and battery electric machines basically in tandem and in parallel and develop both systems uh, and take advantage of both technologies. And with the the hydrogen fuel cell, would you see that technology being applicable to the larger gear? Yes. So. What we do is we plot all our our applications and models of machines against two axes or two dimensions. 
one is the power requirement and the other is the duty cycle during the day. So machines that have very, very low power requirements, basically under 150 horsepower and work of, you know, four to eight hours of work a day are well suited to battery electric drives where you can charge the battery in the off time. Um, you know, they can do their work. They perform as well as diesel machines, if not better. Uh, but you have a chance to recharge them to take advantage of that of the battery characteristics that way. When you get into the heavier machines, you get a lot more pressure on the recharge cycle, so you can't take a production machine down for four or five hours to recharge it. Uh, that's where we see technologies like hydrogen, like grid-connected machines coming into play and allowing you to have either very quick refueling in the case of hydrogen or no need to refuel in the case of a grid-connected machine. Uh, or if we're going to have to continue using liquid fuel to at least switch to a renewable diesel or biodiesel, which has a much lower carbon footprint uh, than pure fossil fuel diesel. So the big question for us is, as an industry, when do you think we're going to get there? When do you think we're going to be at a place where we all visit a construction site and, you know, whether some pieces of gear are electric or some are, are uh, you know, battery electric, some are plug-ins, some are hydrogen fuel cell. When do you think realistically overall the entire, you know, fleet of yellow iron on a given uh, construction site would be uh, zero emission? That it's very hard to predict that because there are so many factors that come into that. Our ambition is to have fossil-free alternatives or alternates or models for everything we make by 2040. And the reason for that is we want to give the industry and our customers time to switch out their fleet by 2050, basically assuming about a 10-year uh, life cycle on the equipment and on production equipment. So that's kind of our ambition. But to say that you know, you're going to walk into a site in 2045 and it's going to be all electric or hydrogen. I don't think we're ready to say that or predict that because it is very much a transition with a lot of different factors coming in and a lot of new technologies, quite honestly. So they take time to mature, time to get acceptance, time to diffuse throughout the industry. And especially when you're dealing with countries all around the world, it's not going to happen at the same pace in every country. Um, in Europe and Americas, we have a fair amount of, of incentive money going into to make these transition. In states like California, there's a lot of money being put into converting to green energy sources. Um, that's not the case that's going to be applicable in all regions of the world. So there's that economic factor of sustainability is going to come into play. So. Good question. I get asked a lot when we will have a, you know, a zero uh, emission site will be the norm. Um, I don't personally think that'll be uh, a total switch uh, in the foreseeable future. I think it'll be a transition that will be on this journey for a while to come. When do you anticipate some of the larger equipment um, being introduced? At the end of this year, we're bringing out our first of the next step machines, the mid-size machines. It'll be a 23-ton uh, battery electric excavator. So, um, and that'll be for 
dealer or customer pilot demonstrations in 2023. We'll have a number of those machines in the U.S. and Canada that we can uh, go to customer sites and make sure that everything works well, it does the job, and the site, the management of the charging can be incorporated into the site work. From there, like I said, our ambition is to have everything converted by 2040, which means you know, Volvo produced about 235 models worldwide, so we've got a lot of work and a lot of machines coming out the next few years uh, to the tune of about four or five machines a year. You can expect to see introduced uh, between now and 2035, 20, something like that. Okay, and what would you say are some of the, the most significant like challenges uh, using um, electric construction equipment, and, and how is Volvo looking at those? So... We design our machines to behave and to feel exactly like their diesel counterparts, with the exception that they're quiet, they have no emissions, and far less vibration. But if you get on a machine, one of the challenges is to make it feel and the operator to be comfortable that it's going to perform the same as what he's used to. So that's something I think we've done very well in the first few machines, and we're committed to doing that as we go through the lineup. The next or the biggest challenge we run into, there's really two of them, is getting, making sure the battery duty cycle and the charging cycle that's reasonable for the site fits the application a customer has to do. So right now our machines run between four and six hours of work time. Uh, and for most applications, for a typical application, that's probably acceptable. But as you get into some of the production machines or some special applications, like a hammer, for instance, on an excavator, you might actually work six or eight hours a day or even longer if you're working multiple shifts on a machine. So our challenge is how do we get those machines to be able to rapidly charge in remote sites and get to those 10, 12-hour full work cycles um, in which is going to be a combination of being much more energy efficient on the machines, but also how do we get the charging, rapid charging, and charging availability to the sites and to the remote locations. The other big challenge is that of infrastructure. So unlike cars and EV vehicles, where you can pull up to a, a gas station or a charging station, on the side of the road we can't do that with equipment so we have to figure out ways to get the the power the energy the fuel if you will to the machine in these remote sites and to do that efficiently and you know there we're up against a diesel infrastructure which has been in place for 100 plus years uh, now we're starting to build the same thing with electrical infrastructure so that's a big challenge as well we're playing a very active role in so partnering with the right people to make that happen is is interesting and is going well i would say so far do you see a future in which um there's something like wheel-to-wheel -wheel fueling but like wheel-to-wheel -wheel charging where you know a big capacitor drives up on site and 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 recharges this equipment or do you do you think it's going to be all more fixed infrastructure we see kind of three um options or three paths in terms of the infrastructure so you have where you have grid power available, we have to make it easy to plug in the machines and quick charge them so that if you have a site, uh, 
you know, an asphalt plant or a cement plant or something like that, where you have grid power available, it has to be easy to charge your machines and quick to charge your machines. The second option is to have portable batteries, if you will, or portable power trailers that can go out to the machine, plug in and quick charge the machine on the site. So you don't have to bring the machines back and forth. You have a fairly mobile either trailer or, or truck that brings the energy to the machine. And the third, of course, is generating the electricity and doing it on site close to the machine or hydrogen or whatever the alternate fuel is going to be. So ways to micro generate on site um, will be the way the future. So we see all three paths and we're working on developing all three paths so the customers have different options depending on how their jobs are configured and what they need to do. Okay, and um, and I guess just to, to wrap up, Ray, what would you say? Um, what would you say we, we can expect from Volvo in the future in terms of your electrification of your equipment, the energy transition um, in the North American market? Lots of new models coming in rapid succession. Uh, very close attention to to the. In infrastructure developments, the developments for charging on trucks and vehicle and cars and things like that. So we're following that. We're not trying to go our own path. Um, all of the technologies for emissions free or low emissions we're going to be following and we believe are, are parts of the puzzle to, to low emissions or zero emissions. So we're you know, we're, we're you're going to see the technologies from us in all areas. You're going to see a lot of new models. You're going to see a lot of charging solutions. And you're going to see a, a partner who wants to help uh, customers transition to these new technologies and change their sites and change their thinking uh, to take advantage of the features and benefits of these new technologies. So it's not a matter of doing things the way we've always done it, just with a different fuel source. It's a matter of rethinking how we do things to be more efficient and take advantage of the benefits that these new technologies do bring. That's great. And you're, you're definitely right in saying that it's the whole industry moving forward together in this uh, energy transition. But thank you so much, Ray. We really appreciate you being on our first uh, episode and thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, that was great. I, I have to admit, I, um, I felt a little bit unqualified to be talking to Ray after hearing uh, all of his degrees, but I, I think we kept it together. Yeah, that was really well done. And, and it was great to hear sort of what's happening in, in Volvo's sustainability strategy now and, and what's to come. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast. Mm-hmm.